It's so funny. Can I tell you something, bro? Should I save yeah. it for the pod? Should we talk? Should we talk about pizza flavored corn nuts? Yeah, save it for the pod for sure. That's a that's a hot update. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do, and we have a dynamite episode 155 for your eardrums guys do us a favor please subscribe leave five stars tell a friend shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com i am with me i'm brandon and with me as always roses are red he ain't playing possum most awesome that's right roses are red violets are brandana oh yeah i needed it to rhyme though yeah i I had my doubts that awesome had a word that rhymed and then possum popped in my head it was perfect it's good i like it how are you doing sir good brah hey yeah. you know the uh little trick do i think we've done this before in the pod the difference between a possum and an opossum i don't know if we have because i don't know the answer tell me um, the answer versus o answer i know i did <laughs> oh man that's that's just gold ladies and gentlemen you might want to bounce that back listen to most awesome just from the hip yeah pew, versus- pew, pew. um i think it said opossums are Native to Australia, and then possums are uh, United States or something oh, like that. It's regional. They have, they have possums in other countries. Yeah, they have. Wrap your mind around that. I know. It's big. Just take I, time. I just envisioned a, a possum in a little raft <laughs> making yeah. its way across the. Yeah, Pacific. Oh my god! Possum with the sign that says like Vegas or bust. <laughs> <laughs> took a wrong oh. turn at Albuquerque. We are firing pearls this afternoon. That's right. Um. All right, everybody, I hope your Valentine's Day is going well. Uh, we got a jam-packed episode 155. We're doing Rip from the Headlines. Um, long overdue NFL getting the NBA some attention now that the NFL is over. Got an emergency MAB fixes. MAB is going to fix where the fuck are those pizza-flavored corn nuts. I think we got some answers. Yes. Let's, let's fix that mystery, that unsolved mystery right there. Going to jump into the inbox. We're going to hit three. Do a Neapolitan showdown. Top celebrity chefs. And then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Uh, Ripping the headlines, long overdue now that the NFL's over, giving that NBA some attention. That's right. That's right. We're, we're clo- closing in on the midway point of this, you know, unique 2021 season. So we thought we'd give a little bit of love, talk about maybe some of the best teams who we like, what we don't like, you know. I do, bro. I have three subjects from the East and three to the West just to kind of keep you on the tracks. Yes. Then- okay. It's your, your rodeo, brother. You know, yeah. you always got carte blanche to go where you please. Right. Turn off whatever you got to do. This just gets you fired up. Uh, but first of all, we're playing a 72-game season, right? Yep, yep. Shortened season, which is actually interesting because I think this is the NBA season like that everyone hopes for, right? The players included. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 72 games and uh you know some teams have missed some time due to uh covid restrictions and and dialing it back but much like anything in this uh you know pandemic world we live in you know they're they're muddling through and making the best of it 
Yep, it's got a compromise. Um, okay, real fast. Uh, let's take a little peeks at the East. Um, yes. Brooklyn Nets, number three. This should be yes. no surprise putting together. I mean, probably one of the biggest trades of the offseason. And the uh, it is one of those things where the compatibility actually is working Durant back together with Harden, or is it like, you know, uh, just kind of that honeymoon phase is still in effect. We might kind of see that start to fall off. Yeah. It'll be interesting there. I think as we speak, there are 16 and two or 16 and 12. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I think like offensively, they're still trying to figure out who else, what, and, and they actually Harden and, and Kyrie kind of defined their roles uh you know he is Kyrie is the point guard and and Harden is the off guard even though he Harden leads league in assists at 11.2 point uh assists per game but I definitely think that they're they're all still kind of figuring out their roles the bigger question is is on the defensive end how are they going to figure out their roles because we all know what they can do offensively there's there's nothing there's no one better uh than those three guys offensively but defensive defensively is where it's a little little dicey yeah, I mean, imagine if everyone just follows Harden's lead. It'll just be like, don't really worry about it on that side. Let's just outscore yeah, yeah. these guys. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is, is you know, when Harden was on the Rockets, he they surrounded him with good, solid wing defenders. Now they have Joe Harris. Joe Harris is a fucking sieve. He's a great offensive player. You know, he can shoot the ball really well. Kyrie was never a big stopper. Kevin Durant is a good defensive player, but they're just, you know, that they're they can't lean on him on both ends of the court to just do it all. DeAndre Jordan as a, at the center position is, is kind of washed up and isn't the, you know, doesn't command and uh, fear like he used to in, in, when he was on the, the run and gun Clippers. I so popping around right now, 76ers at the top of the division. Yes. No, um, you know, no stranger to be involved at least early in the season and like kind of like top three or four teams there. Uh, but we've yet to see them really kind of put together that stretch and make a run. Is there enough in the East for them, you know, just the level of competition for them to actually make a true stab at, you know, getting to that final four, the championship game? Yeah. I mean, I think it all starts with Joel Embiid. He's been playing fantastic and we've been super critical of him on this podcast. He's averaging, I think it's like 29, 11 and almost three assists, a steal and a block a game. So he's been really, really solid uh almost mvp level uh for what he's done it's just been the 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 76ers have been kind of quiet they're 18 and 9 this season um that we're kind of looking for yeah a dominant stretch where they're really just blowing the doors off of people ben simmons has been playing pretty well um defensively those two guys have been the anchors defensively for them tobias harris averaging about 20 points a game for them it's just kind of they're 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 quiet they're the quiet you know yeah the quiet best team in the east right now yeah it's kind of strange to kind of see that um talking about people on the outside looking in just to switch it up miami heat probably last year's cinderella team that went a little yeah. further in the postseason uh right now sit at the nine spot at 11 and 15 is that kind of is the magic just kind of gone there um no i think a big part of it was is that they lost um they lost oh drink everyone i can't remember his name jimmy butler jesus christ sorry i'm playing a little through a little pain right there uh yeah they lost him for uh, a good good long stretch he's only played like 15 or so of those 
games that he's that they've they've, they've played this season. So missing him, Tyler Hero hasn't played a bunch of games either for them. Um, yeah, I mean they've just been you know they've had a real rough run when Jimmy Butler wasn't there as to be expected. Um, I think they're four and three in their last seven. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're making their rounds, you know, they'll, they're fighting for the six, seven, eight spot. I could see them getting on a run. Uh, once they get a little bit healthy, get Avery Bradley back, uh, it'll be, you know, I don't think that they're going to make a conference title run because last year the bubble was totally unexpected. Um, yeah. but they, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll make the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm confident that assuming, you know, injuries don't derail their season. Wow. And where are those Pistons scrolling, scrolling, Ooh, scrolling. Pistons are playing hard. Yeah, they are. All pistons right. are playing hard. Let's not besmirch my Pistons. I don't know where they're going. Sadiq Bay did have a really good game against the Celtics last night. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, the rookie plays well, killing Hayes jury's still out. I would have liked somebody else on that. But anyways, they're playing hard. They're Dwayne yeah. Casey's getting them to play hard. That's fine. I do what I want. You can't contain yeah. me, bro. Shots fired everywhere. All <laughs> right. Hop over, <laughs> uh, hopping over to the West. How hot are those Phoenix Suns? Pun intended. Ooh. Um, you, the, the Suns are doing pretty well. I mean, they, they're, you know, they're getting great play from uh, Booker and Aiden, obviously. Um, but Mikel Bridges is like a quality um, wing defender, three and D guy. That's really kind of made a step up for them as well, too. So they're, they're a pretty good team. And then obviously you've got Chris Paul and he's just the straw that, that stirs the drink, if you will. Um, you know, he's, he's the guy that's going to command the offense and just make them a professional basketball team, you know? So uh they're they're really i wasn't expecting you to talk about the the phoenix suns but i, I should have realized be you love yourself some phoenix suns you know i love those suns baby you yeah, know i got a little right. stock and i always had a little brooklyn net stock just because i love the city yep, yep. there for six years i'd like to throw a little a little coin a little mab dollars keep my eye on those phoenix suns I like yes. when they get hot they get yes. me excited and then also the New Orleans Pelicans, which I'm not going to bring up because they got a little bit of that Cleveland Browns thing going on, <laughs> or anointed them our team, and then they're just kind of like buried there in the standings. Plus two, your Nets and uh, the Suns have two of the cooler alternate jerseys. Phoenix has got the coolest jersey, the black yeah. jerseys with the valley on it, with the little kind of like cascading colors of the, the Arizona skyline. Beautiful. I love those jerseys. Yeah, that's why they're my favorite teams. I just yeah. like good looking jersey. And what is uh like the Nuggets have like those eight bit ones they break out sometimes, right? Like the Denver yeah. skyline, but it's like all. Oh yeah, yeah. Those stuff. are from those are from the eighties. Those are great. I love those. Those are classic. That's a fun thing. All right, done talking about grown men's clothing. <laughs> right on. Um, Another one, um, obviously Houston Rockets, 11-15, um, you know, four slots out. I don't think this is a big surprise to anybody. You know, when Harden took off, he kind of took any postseason belief that they finally could get over the hump with him. Yeah, they, they were able to get a, a name in John Wall back, but, uh, you know, it's it's kind of that in name only. I mean, they're sitting 13th in the standings right now. I don't see them to make a big pitch there. You know, they got a little bit hot early on, but this is a hodgepodge team with, you know, Oladipo and uh, John Wall. I, I, you know, I, I don't know where this team directionally is going, uh, but, I you know, Christian Wood is a is a good 
you know, players, maybe all-star level. A lot of people haven't been talking about him. Uh, he's averaging 22 and 10. They got him uh, in a sign and trade from the Pistons, ironically enough. Uh, but yeah, Christian Woods having a really good season uh, for for the Rockets. Uh, and I think a lot of people, so right here at the eight slot, we see if the season ended today, Golden State Warriors would be in with the Dallas Mavericks and the nine slot on the outside. Yeah. Look at it. Those are, these are kind of two teams. What do you expect from them? the Golden State Warriors? Are we back at least in some capacity? I mean, I know we still don't have Clay Thompson and then also Dallas Mavericks, which I think, you know, another one of those teams that became a fan favorite just with uh, Luka and everything. Yeah. Uh, all right. Is being this low kind of unexpected or basketball just like it's a game of runs inside the game? Are we expecting just kind of getting it together midseason, maybe after that hump of March 4th, we're starting the second half and seeing some of these teams get back to where we expected to see them finish? Yeah, interesting. We'll talk about Dallas first because I, I don't think anyone was expecting Dallas to be under 500 this early on in the season. Um, they they just haven't been playing really well. I mean, Christoph Porzingis hasn't played a whole lot of games. I think he's missed nine or 10 games over the course of the season when he's playing, he's playing. Okay. Pretty well. Luka Doncic has been phenomenal. Uh, famously, there was a little uh, Zach Lowe from ESPN, you know, told Luka that he needs to quit whining and uh, Mark Cuban came to his defense pretty quickly. I would say there, there's a little bit of truth to that. Um, he, he has been caught kind of complaining quite often on, uh, on not getting calls and then in turn, it has affected him defensively but get back on d yeah yeah exactly but i mean he's been I mean, you know he's been a revelation offensively defensively they can't stop anybody and this is a big problem this is why they're they're 13 and 14 as we speak right now their defensive rating is like 27th out of 30 and they're giving up about 114 points per game only scoring about 112 so they need christophe persingas to you know to get healthy to 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 make a run and stay healthy rather uh, and they need to find some other bench scoring because I don't know who they're bringing off the bench to kind of provide a little bit of boost. It's, you know, it's, it, you know, it, maybe it's, it's Trey Burke. I don't know about that. I mean, Jalen Brunson, I'm not really sure They they need to find a third kind of bench scorer uh, that to help them out. Uh, and then for the golden state warriors, this is all about, uh, Steph Curry. I mean, it, it, he's been a revelation. Uh, you know, Draymond has, has come back, but he's not scoring at all. He's just doing his Draymond thing where he's, you know, playing that, that, that basically point forward, point center basically for them uh, and trying to help them defensively went out. I mean, as bad as Kelly Oubre had, has played and shooting wise, he's been terrible. He's actually hurt them shooting wise. Um, you know, Steph Curry has just been able to just dominate offensively and really carry them, averaging almost 30 points a game. He's shooting almost 50% from the floor, uh, 42% from three, and 93% from, from free throw line. Uh, he has been unbelievable. He's been amazing to watch. Um, and, he, you know, when, when um, Clay went down and Kevin Durant went down in the, the finals two years ago, uh, we saw glimpses of this where Steph would, would carry it. And then we expected, all right, well, obviously Kevin Durant went away to the Nets and Steph is rehab or, or Clay is rehabbing his knee. Um, it, this is what we thought we were going to see last season, right? Just an yeah. offensive 
you know, deluge of, of points from, from Steph Curry. Then he broke his hand and we didn't really get to see that. This is what we're getting to see now. This team, even when I know you want to talk about Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre, fine. They're, they're, I don't. they're, they're mm-hmm. average. Thank you. The, they're average players. They're, they're, they're big name players, but at, you know, they, they, they're, they're empty calorie stats is what they are. But uh, exactly. We're roasted. But uh, but Steph Curry has been the reason why they are hunting for the playoffs, because this is not a good team. They don't have any depth. They've, you know, they lost James Weissman with an uh, with a wrist injury. Um, this is some this is all uh, all all Steph. And, uh, you know, and, and Clay's not coming back with that Achilles injury now, too. So um, this is kind of what we what we're getting to see. So he has become, you know, tune in uh every time the 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 warriors are prominently featured on on tv you want to see something amazing watch him he's just he's at a different level offensively it's pretty amazing to watch him play yeah so it's a little bit of just you know you get one of the top three players in the league you're gonna have a puncher's chance for that postseason like regardless and he's still playing at that mvp caliber level he's just kind of keeping them at least uh you know on people's radars to enter that postseason. All right, brother, um, we're getting close to that halfway point. I don't know if we'll cover the NBA again before we officially reach it, but give me kind of your final four who you expect to see right now, just what you've seen so far. Well, we didn't talk about the hottest team in in the NBA, which is the Utah Jazz. Uh, Damian Mitchell, or Donovan Mitchell, excuse me, Damian Mitchell is a relative of mine. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is a uh, has been playing amazing this year. Um, they offensively are a juggernaut. They're, they're leading the league in threes, uh, both attempted and made. And then I think fourth in percentage this year. And they're also defending really, really well. Rudy Gobert, Royce O'Neal. Uh, those guys are locking them out defensively. Donovan Mitchell has been playing great. Even after he was called into question by Shaq in person, which was, uh, I don't know if you got to see that really odd exchange, basically on TNT Shaq, they did a post-game interview. Basically Shaq told him like, I've seen a lot of great players. You don't have it. Uh, but I want to just let you know, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's like, oh, okay, I guess, uh, since then he's been lighting him up. Um, I think they're like nine and one in their last 10 games. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty dominant Jordan Clarkson. Uh, make it a big push for sixth man of the year. He's been great off the bench for them, averaging about 18 points a game. Um, so they they would be, I you know, it'd be if you're questioning me right now, it'd be hard pressed not to put them in there. Uh, right. So the Lakers would be, you know, number two. Um, obviously, we'll have to monitor uh, Anthony Davis's Achilles tendonitis that he's that he that he has. But any LeBron James team is going to be, you know is going to be basically a lock for the conference final, if not finals, uh, which kind of puts the Clippers on the outside looking in. But right now they're just not playing as well as either of those two teams on the East. uh, Obviously we talked about Philly. I think right now they're playing pretty good. And I think defensively they, they have a lot of things that they can um, match up wise that they can really kind of uh, challenge teams right now. Um, and I know a lot of teams want to put the Bucks in there, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Nets. I know defensively we talked about it, it's a little bit of their Achilles heel, but I think offensively they're they're once they're, when they're dialed into the playoffs, I think they're going to have uh, I think they're going to lock in harder a little bit on on on, on the defensive end, and uh, I think they're going to put up big numbers offensively, so they're going to be hard to stop. So I'm going to go with the Nets 
in, in the conference final. A little. There you go, brother. I like it. Definitely will keep an eyeball on that. Yes, also too. Ben football, Simmons. He's hit a three. He, ben Simmons hit a three this year for you. Wow, finally. He's one for six. One so for six. So he's what, like 67 three pointers short of what I guessed? So definitely. <laughs> Pretty close, yeah. Close eye on that. Plus those people jamming out on a Sunday. Having fun. Little, I, I don't, but I'm, I'm, I'm hair down. Yeah. celebrating the pod. All right, MAB fixes. Get the pallet jack. We have a permit for this? No, we don't. All right, we got to make it a little longer each time. So ridiculous. Um, all right, bro, so this has come up on the pod. If you're a fan, favorite of the pod, or um, just kind of follow one of our snacks episode, if that's the only one you caught, you know, that I love me some corn nuts in one flavor that had kind of a Berenstein, Berenstein, like, I swear to God this existed, but can't yes. find it vibe to it, yes. was these pizza flavor corn nuts. Don't come in here talking about chili picante. I'm aware. Barbecue, <laughs> in there. Ranch, a pass, original. I have no idea why you would ever do that flavor. Like, put some kind of seasoning on it. But yes. one seasoning, I vividly remember at the quick shop when my mom would give me those $2 to get one of those color-changing QT cups. Yeah. Oh, remember those, brother? That's slick. Yeah. Yeah. That's they slick. were like white or like blue or whatever. You put it in there and they change colors and also a little bag of corn nuts. Give me an update. I, I think I'm extending this because like I'm afraid it's going to be bad news, which is going to upset me. But update us what you did for your okay, boy. Yes. Brand. Yes. Yes. Because I love my my boy brain, Dan, and it is Valentine's Day. And uh-huh. I was like, if I could find pizza flavored corn nuts, yes. uh, then I would. Then I would. I'd go, I go, I scour the 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 earth to, to find them. So I went online, started searching. Um, there's a place called Exotic Boulevard that has that sells exotic snacks, candies, things like that. Go check it out if you're if you're into that stuff. They've got some really interesting yeah. off-brand flavors. But then I decided to go straight to the source, and I actually wrote them uh, a letter. Would you like me to read that? E- that, that I would letter? love for you to read that. Okay. Email. All right. So it starts. Wait, off. Who did you send this to? I sent this to Kraft uh, Heinz because they own the, okay. the product line of Corn Nuts. Because Corn Nuts, the website doesn't have when you click on the contact, it says error. This page does not available <laughs> anymore. So the people at Corn Nuts are really holding it down. You know what yeah, I mean? Tired of their inbox getting blown up about pepperoni requests. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. That's the name of it. They. Well, we got. I'll get into it. I'll get it. I don't want to bury the lead here. Okay. So I wrote to who to whom it may concern. I'm writing because I have a faint memory of a product that you sold back in the 90s. I'm talking about the elusive pizza-flavored corn nuts. My my podcast partner and brother in corn nuts arms have been scouring the internet, and we can't find anything remotely close. It eludes us like a Moby Dick of the snack world. It's my white trash whale, and call me a... (laughs) Call me AMAB. That's a killer podcast pun. We do a weekly podcast. You should check it out. Five stars. Tell a friend. Got to get that in, B. Got to get that in. Anyway. Anyway. We know she exists even if Google says, did you mean chili picante corn nuts? No, Google, we don't. Even though those corn nuts rock too. And and then we go order them online and wait for deliciousness to come. Open up the box, rip into that box like nobody's business. Then one of us says, hey, do you remember pizza flavored corn nuts? We get easily distracted. <laughs> so we decided to bypass all the trappings of the internet. P.S. It is wild out there. And we go, <laughs> go straight to the source. Once we discovered there wasn't a Mr. Corn Nut, we wrote you, Heinz, Kraft Heinz Corp. Please, Kraft Heinz Corp. You're our only hope. This is a serious request, MA. It is. And then, 
just moments before the pod, I discovered an answer. They wrote us back. Um, Thank you for visiting www.myfoodandfamily.com. This is sounding pretty automatic. Yeah, it did. It did. I go. I appreciate your inquiry about Cornut's pepperoni pizza. This is what this is where it wasn't pepper. It wasn't pizza flavored. B. It's pepperoni pizza. That's what. See, here's the thing. I thought it was. I thought it was pepperoni. And you know what throws me off is. I was thinking pepperoni and then I went pizza flavored. And I think that's because Gardetto's I used to get confused. I used to call like Gardetto's pepperoni pizza flavored, but Gardetto's used to have the deep dish Chicago style flavored Gardetto's. Whoa. We're off on a tangent. I know this that's is okay. This is too much whole pizza other flavored snack talk <laughs> that I can't handle here. Okay. Um, so then they wrote us back. I'm glad it, it, it's great to hear from consumers who are looking for our products because it lets us know how much you enjoy them. The tough part comes when we have to share the news that the product you're trying to find has been discontinued. Yeah, no shit. We, I can't find it on the internet at all. Yeah, I think I was, you were waiting for like a slow 20 year reveal, <laughs> like they're going back in circulation. If products don't seem to be popular with our consumers and demand starts to drop, a decision is made to discontinue this item, the, the item. Once the decision is made, we stop making the product and the remaining supply is shipped from our warehouse to, to grocery stores. Thank you. This is basically like just like business logistics 101 that they're yeah. letting us know. At this time, there are no plans to bring back our discontinued products, but we are always cooking up something new to help you live and eat better so that you may discover a new favorite. Thanks again for contacting us, and I hope you enjoy our products. Sincerely, Rama, I won't give her last name, R, Director of Customer Relations. You know what this uh, is, man? This is like this is like when a girl lets you down that she doesn't want to go on a date. For sure. She doesn't say, I don't want to go on a date with you. She says, like, I'm just not looking to date right now. Because she didn't say, like, like, she didn't specifically call out the pepperoni flavor afterwards. She just made it general again. She was just like all discontinued products. We just quit making them yeah. and then we're coming back. So we need to find like a dusty shelf, like one of those like grocery stores that are like a front for like drug deals. Yes. And maybe there's just like a box like sitting on a shelf that hasn't been touched. Right. Because I need those. So here's so here's that. There's two directions that we can go. We can turn this into Oh, we're like not giving a, up? Fantastic. Yeah, we're not giving up. No, no, no. This is this is two directions we can go. We could go yeah. and basically like the Holy Grail, Indiana Jones style, like scour the earth, like look at old old scrolls and letters to find out where pepperoni pizza flav- sure flavored cornuts are. Consult a you know an old man from the Crusades. Anything we got to do, right. or or our audience to show the. The strength and numbers of Mab, of the audience. They said, if products don't seem popular with our consumers, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? How about we full charge start a campaign t- to have them restart the line, the pepperoni pizza line of corn nuts. Let's get this back in there. Let's, let's calling all arms, audience. Yes. Let's start. Let's start a campaign. Absolutely, a thousand percent. That's exactly what we need yes. to do. Yes. We, we have a lot of pepperoni energy. They say a river is born out of a single drip that runs yeah. over time. Yes. Right. This is the same thing. A pepperoni pizza flavored corn nut river starts with one podcast exactly. and one conversation, and it just runs downhill, my friend. A journey of a thousand miles begins with, hey, where'd I put my shoes? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, many audience ears make light loads or something to that effect. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll figure out a way. We'll post on our Instagram. We'll get everybody fired up. And we know you guys want to get behind this and do it for me. And I can't thank you. What a Valentine's Day gift from you, pod partner. Oh, Getting to the bottom sir. of that. I still can't believe I can't find one fucking picture of that bag. Well, no, I, I think it was. It was yeah. like it was like dark blue. It was like really dark blue. It was like a navy or a black. Yes, I would. I would have assumed. I felt like when I was looking at a lot of like other pizza flavored items, black is the con. Like black, probably because there's red, right? They wanted a nice little color yeah. balance there. But yeah, I, I need these now. I did find there was a, a website that just had pizza flavored corn like vittles or something like that, but. No, no, no. We want well, the. kind of weird because I'm like, did you look on? I mean, not to tell you how to do your business. I mean, did you check out eBay at all? Because like eBay, I think you can find like those crystal clear Pepsi sometimes and shit like that. So there has Ooh. to be some lunatic that has this in the basement. We'll check it out. Yeah, I didn't go there. I, I went. I went to Amazon, where the rest of the world time. is. One step at a time. Um. All right. Inbox. Let's dive into one. Okay. EA Sports. College Ooh, football, baby, coming back. Uh, you excited about this? You gonna stay? And why is it happening now? This is, um, this is, oh yes, this is my most favorite thing. Uh, I'm super excited about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming back because they, the NCAA has ruled that, that people now can get paid for their likeness. Um, so this is why EA has started to figure this out, um, that they're going to roll this game back. Cause it was a popular game. I love this game, EA college football. I actually still have on the old PS3, the last version, the copy with Denard Robinson on there. I may or may not be involved in a dynasty. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't question that, but I love this game. It's great. It's college football. You can recruit, you can do all sorts of fun things. And it's, it's been a great franchise for them. Um, but when Ed O'Bannon um, sued the NCAA and EA sports for likeness rights, you know, basically as a, uh, as a graduated you know, collegiate basketball player that they could reuse his likeness. This, you know, this put a big kibosh on these games. That's why we don't have any college games anymore that uh, that you can play uh, online. But now they can come back. Now, now yeah. they can. Now they can because now they have the rules, and I'm sure you know the NCAA. They have been consulting with the NCAA about how to, you know, pay out these kids because now they can. They can, so they won't have to infringe on their likeness. They can offer a term sheet. I'm sure, like like any other, you know, NBA player that would get, uh, you know, likeness rights. So is this slippery slope right on the wall, baby step at least towards getting college players paid? Or can they keep this in a separate universe with just like likeness rights? And like, if we sell your jersey, you get a little cut. But as far as like getting paid to roll it out there every Saturday, not going to happen. Yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it is a little in that direction, you know, that we've talked about that they they're they're ramping up california several other states have you know ruled in favor of athletes getting paid um that's that's more of an interesting realm and then you know the ncaa you know kind of bent to that all and said you know that they can athletes can get paid and and part of their decision which actually just happened i think like january of this year they ruled on um basically how kids can get paid through you know, sponsorships and things like that. So I haven't really read too much into it to drink everybody on it, but I know it is coming. Uh, and this is, this announcement was kind of the first, you know, overture to, to that, right? Because this will just be as generic as they, they come. I'm sure kids will get 
you know, 500, you know, college athletes will get like 500 bucks every year because, you know, they're getting the, their, their likeness rights used for, for this game. And, you know, Hey, why not? You know, cover athletes might be a little bit different, but that's usually they picked somebody that was, um, you know, a year removed from the season. Uh, Denard Howard I, or Denard Robinson, I think was entered in the draft. So I think that they can break him off a little bit of something for the cover athletes, but, uh, but, you know, individual guys can get a little check when they're, you know, freshmen's at college. All right, real fast. Uh, why do you fire up this game instead of Madden? I know you like college ball a lot. Is it is it different play styles or something like you like more like the playbook or is it just, you know, you kind of like to see the college team like the Wolverines out there? Yeah, I like the college team. It's uh, it's the t- like I love the dynasty mode of it because I can I can build a program and recruiting is a lot easier than managing the NFL salary cap. Um, and, and the gameplay is, a you know, is a little easier. It's not as complicated. Like Madden can get very complicated on, on how to play. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and I, and I've always just liked, enjoyed playing it more than, than, than Madden. I thought it was better at its peak than Madden was at its peak. Madden's come around a lot since, uh, since, you know, 2014. Are you going to get the new copy when it's out? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's in there. Um, all right. Next question. All in the family with Valentine's Day approaching. We're on it today. Uh, which type of relationship should an NFL head coach and quarterback try to have? Should it be the type of relationship a married couple would have, or should it be a more parent-child relationship? Here's here's my take on it, bro. Yeah. No, this is interesting. Yeah, I think I think you and I talked about this one time, uh, especially at the professional level, there has to be a time, especially if you're teaching greatness, like a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers or something, like just one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, that they know the position better than you will, better than you ever will. Like that eventually just happens by the greats like playing this. So I think, I think it's a mistake at the professional level, college, I want to hear your take on it, but to try to go to a little bit of the parent child, because I think that's you know, that can come across like a little condescending, a little, um, you know, problem with authority, a little, you work for me. I feel like I got a hint of that from like, you know, McCarthy Rogers. I feel like that's, that was a little bit like kind of just on that, on that tip. And I think we saw a lot more with, you know, like Belichick or Brady, eventually you're just like, all right, well, you're like, you're like Manning. It's just like, you're one of the best in the league. And maybe we see that more with, you know, some quarterbacks giving the green light to kind of, you know, call some of their own plays, kind of manage all that shit, as opposed to like some of the younger guys coming up that quite haven't reached that level of trust to run the whole shebang. What do you think? No, I think that's, I think that's really interesting. And it's so funny that you bring that up because there most recently was a quote, I think it was Peyton Manning's old um, offensive coordinator. I think it was Tom Moore was his name when he was like a rookie in his first or second year. Uh, I might Google Google that, I, I, but I, I remember the quote. Uh, Dan Orzlowski sent the quote out via Twitter. And I thought it was really interesting because what what uh, his offensive coordinator said when Peyton went his his first couple of years, which is the only thing I was thinking about in terms of the parent child relationship, especially with a younger coach, not yeah. in less of like an authoritarian position, but more in terms of like a protection of the quarterback. And, and here's what he meant by this. And this, here's what I mean by this is because Tom Moore basically said like every TD, every great play that Peyton made, that's Peyton. Peyton did that. That's his accomplishment. Every INT or bad read or bad audible, 
that's me. That's not, that's not Peyton's mistake. That's my mistake because I didn't coach him well enough. I didn't do the right thing. So every, every great call that he makes is his, every bad call that he makes, every bad call that happens is mine. And so I thought from like a, a perspective of like a parent child, it's a different, like in terms of taking the authority away from it, but just in the way that like you protect your guy, like, you know, our kids make little drawings in, in third grade and we, prop it up like it's great hey this is a beautiful piece of art right they misspell their name that's on me for not giving you you know not helping you kind of practice a little bit of misspelling or you know spelling your name that sort of kind of dynamic so i think that there needs to be early on a little bit of that a little bit of shepherding and protecting the guys because you know we're, we're we're now putting out these rookie quarterbacks early on and in cases of like josh allen you know you could sit there and say if he didn't get protection from his coaches early on. You could see how it, the the bad plays are like turning into Sam Darnold. Like he didn't have a coach to to own up and kind of take his 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 bad play uh, on the chin. He kind of you know he had Adam Gase and was kind of like, all right, well, you know this is this is what it is. You know, same thing with Trubisky in in, in Chicago. You know, you need some of those guys to kind of take ownership of the guy's play early on, and it's hard when you know, coaches don't have this, you know, the solid footing that say like a Belichick or some of these other tenured guys are. So you'd like to see a little bit of that where they protect their guys at all costs. And then as it grows, that's when, you know, the Belichick Brady role of like a marriage as you've kind of matured and now you you're, you've proven yourself to be a professional quarterback. Uh, you know, that's where you, you kind of morph that relationship into more of like a give and take. Totally. Yeah. You raise the kid. And then when the kid gets old enough, you just marry the kid. You marry the kid. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, that's a great take. Cause it's kind of, and I like that also, cause I think you bring up a good point with just uh, authority, uh, like the authority or whatever, Yeah. but it's just, if you come at it from the angle where you're talking to Peyton Manor or whatever, and it's just like, I'm just going to help you prep, you know, like in our down days, I'm gonna let you know what to look for what to expect like with this defense and this read. So that way you can make the reads when you're out there and it gets pretty real. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. That's an interesting thought on that. I didn't really yeah. thought about the the relationship between those guys. That's super important. Yeah. Email of the year. He knows what the score is. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, oh, maybe this is where the wheels come off for every great <laughs> question. Um, all right. <laughs> this was called so many choices. Um, which concept is better for a 28 year old single man? A buffet or an orgy? Oh, shit. Um, does age change this answer? Um, do not consider marriage or infidelity as a factor. Okay. All right. I, it's just the way this thing's worded, which is a better concept for okay. 20 Yeah, years. yeah, yeah. I don't know about a concept. Like, right. So just like kind of not in practice. I don't kind of depends on what kind of 28-year-old male you are. Sure, like there's, sure, sure. Some, there's some dudes that are just like, man, I could fucking eat crab legs and fucking wonton <laughs> so I fall out of the seat and others are just like I gotta crush everything absolutely in front of me so orgies uh it's tough I get it it's the it's the, the sexual buffet I hear what you're I hear where the angle that yeah you're coming from. there's a parallel buried somewhere in there yeah, yeah exactly or something's buried in there uh <laughs> but yeah I don't know I think I think orgies for me never been in one but they're a young man's game, I think, right? I mean, like, yeah, the, well, like, they, yeah, they seem a lot cooler in your in your early twenties, right? 
yeah, I mean, you probably don't want to show up to an orgy and then kind of be like in your late thirties and just kind of run out of stamina and then just have like five to six witnesses there just kind of being like, oh, you're already checking out. That's, yeah. That's right. I'm eight minutes in. This orgy <laughs> is over. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would have to say, you know, one, <laughs> one really gets you kind of in the mix really quick and uh, comes with a lot of consequences and the others an orgy boom that's how you <laughs> there you go how many wait wait how, what classifies an orgy is that five or more that in my mind that's that's five you just grabbed it um yeah i guess it's like th- well three's threesome i guess four's foursome fives uh, yeah i think five you can start introducing five sim or orgy yeah five some because that there's Fivesome is an odd number, right? Foursome, yeah. two pairs, threesome, you know, the devil's threesome or the traditional threesome, threesome yeah. you know, in the, you know, two guys or it could be well, three also, guys, three girls. I don't know. Could we, yeah, I, I think it's also, I think it's also like who you're showing up with. If you're just there fucking stag at a party and everyone knows what the score is, like that's, that's an orgy. If like, yeah. if you're told to bring a snack and hydration and you kind of know <laughs> what you're getting into, like that's, that's for sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yes. A if there is an evite out there, then it's an orgy <laughs> for sure. And, okay. Yeah, if the evite says orgy on it, then yeah, yeah. No okay. You signed all up right. for. Um, all right, brother. Let's get into. Uh, that's all the inbox. I that's forgot to tell books. people that we were watching a movie. Oh, you did? I don't, I don't remember that. that. Ricochet. I didn't tell people. Oh, we are doing that, night. right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. We're doing this. And it'd be date night. Bring us to the jam. Oh, yeah, it's the map date night. The showdown is where they fight. And here they discuss if this movie sucks. Why? Because this pot fucks. I said this pot fucks. Oh, yeah, this pot fucks. All right, um, MAD. M.A.B. Date Night. We did the early 90s Ricochet starring Denzel Washington yep. and our hilarious John Lithgow. He fucking crushes in this movie. You know He's amazing. Third Rock from the Sun. Um, hadn't seen this movie before. Yes. <sighs> Where so Denzel Wa- yeah, Denzel Washington plays Nick Stiles, a up-and-coming police officer who then becomes district attorney. All because he thwarted Earl uh, uh, Earl Talbot Blake, played by John Lithgow, Gow, uh, and then he rises ascension. Uh, Styles does, and then Blake breaks out and then tries to ruin. And it's Styles. not like he, yeah, he doesn't break out like you know like three weeks later. It's not like he's arrested yeah. on Tuesday and he breaks out like next Saturday. Like this is years in the making. Seven, yeah, seven years enough for Styles to become district attorney. District attorney with, has has a daughter, a toddler, grew yeah, a mustache. Grew a mustache. That's sick ass mustache. I know, so that could take a beat. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and kind of at this point, it's his jumping off point. Could he become mayor, uh, you know, or, or something even bigger, right? Yeah, he's, he's got his law that. degree. Yeah. Nick yeah, so, Styles fucking rocks. Yeah, the big career move here is Litgow with like probably the worst hairpiece I've ever seen. Like <laughs> sides to just go straight pumpkin orange <laughs> off yes. the top. And it's like if you're getting a hairpiece, you choose from all the colors. It's gotta do that. And he kind of has the not kind of, he has the two uh pupils that don't match color. 
yes. kind of weird thing you see in Dalmatians or whatever. So that's your that's your telltale sign that you're a weirdo. You need, don't need, need to do the hair also, but he chooses to rock the weird hair. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Denzel Washington takes off all his clothes. There is a lot of how can we get this shirt off Denzel Washington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they wrote this script. People I are mean, really obsessed with Nick Styles' body and, and cock. 1,000. a lot of cock talk. A lot of cock talk dunks in the beginning yes like our very first scene so it's just like shirt flies off thin and then the very next scene takes it out uh just a very let's just talk the movie on the macro as we'll get into biggest plot pills to swallow the score to like scene that the that it's a stunt double because they use it in slow motion with a guy that slightly looks like john lithgow like all this stuff is adding up to just like perfect early 90s movie yes i mean even from the jump street the, the score the movie it's like a you know i know that very first song i was just like that took me back yeah oh for sure it did yes it felt very 90s i, I was eating it up okay i i started a new category i didn't text you about but i want to let you know Ooh, like um okay. it's called that's so 90s and i just i wanted to lift a few of the things that just like took me back to immediate 90s oh the, please yes absolutely. so the, the score for sure um no cell phone, so you can't ping where someone is. I mean, yep. that's just always going to remind you of a different time. Like, your kids will have problems, like, watching old movies because they'll be like, well, why didn't I just, like, fucking find my iPhone and figure out where yeah, he is? Because exactly. It was missing. Smoking in the living room. That's, yeah. that's way back. I mean, it's like, it's 30 years ago. Yeah. Denzel Washington is smoking in the living room. Um, fucking with the reporter at the very end of the movie got a little bit of that diehard vibe where he punches the guy like it's like kind of that yep. same thing we get at the end no spoilers and the special effects like the cgi that just isn't quite doing it like that ghostbusters electricity they have oh for that yes. final one i was just like ooh, like you know the team did the best job they absolutely could right. and it still looks fake as fuck yeah what's yeah, the exactly. pop pills bro Plot pills that the end scene where Styles defeats uh, Blake, that that's going to absolve him of of everything that he is accused of, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like it's set up for everything. Everyone thinks everyone thinks Blake is dead, and then Blake just sets up, then like shoots him full of heroin, like makes him bang a prostitute, like he's just like fucking with this guy. I thought the same thing, and it was just like, oh, because he's dead now too, so it's not like you get Blake to admit to a bunch of stuff, and it's just like, uh, yeah, it was uh the dead guy. He's right. right. He did the coke. Right, exactly. And and killed my former partner in the street, and then tossed the gun to me that I then grabbed, and now I've got my fingerprints all over. And um, you know, stole ten grand from our our fundraiser for the tower project, which I famously murder him. And oh, by the way, Blake's little like side buddy Kim is like strung up Jesus Cross style, shot in the chest like four times. You know what I mean? No witnesses. Uh, This is not going to absolve you. You still got a mountain to climb. Yeah, I think his wife kind of doubts him when he's just like, "I'm, you know, I'm not a drug addict," and it's. Like I, yeah. I think the wife she does come back, and they actually I don't think they do a great job of covering that because order of events here. So he gets all the toxicology report, yeah. uh, got clapped from the prostitute, yeah, yeah, and he's like sitting in the living room, and the wife's kind of doubting it, 
And then he just decides to like stay up all night and put down a fucking bottle of Sailor Jerry's rum and then like <laughs> runs to the fucking like the pageant and like tackles a clown at gunpoint because he thinks he's Blake. And it's just like, and then all of a sudden she forgives him. Or just, I could have used a different order on that. I could have used like, if he was actually doing a bunch of blow on the side, like there, you would have seen some sign. Like, For sure. I know, like, he's kind of away from the family a lot, but it's kind of obvious he's doing his career and there's no, like, him just kind of fucking strung out in a motel somewhere. Yeah, there's no erratic behavior and, you know, signs of, you know, uh, promiscuity, you know, the, the, there's, you know, there, there's, uh, she, I guess she gets back pretty quick. But uh, I was I was just thinking about him putting the lipstick on in the final scene. Like, what a what a bonkers idea too. Like, we didn't even mention him going up to the top of the crack den and then uh, yeah. jumping down a a, a shoot a shoot uh, sure. an insulated shoot and then blowing yeah. up a whole crack den like the top floor the top of the, of the building. Crack den. Yeah, turn it into like a Universal City ride where he just yeah. like fucking jumps down the middle of the building. Right. Also, like, isn't isn't it game on to prove that like I'm sane? And it's yes, just yes. like, let me stand up here, powder my face, and threaten to jump off this building and put on lipstick while I like just threatening all the reporters. Yeah, exactly. That that video is going to last forever. That will always just be like, the, the, you're not coming back. You're not going to be a, who's going to believe you as a prosecutor now? Like every jury that ever looks at you is going to be like, yeah, isn't that dude that fucking put powder and lipstick and yeah. then like blew up a crack then? Yeah. He's going crazy. Whoa, uh, I can't trust this guy. You know what I mean? Bro, he's fucked either him. way. Yeah, he, he is. Like, that's probably a good point. Like, his life's not going to return to normal. Like, he's not going to be a politician. He's not going to get that DA spot. I mean, the best thing is, best thing that could happen to him is not do time. And everybody thinks that that guy that was kind of his like manager or whatever was the only pedophile and he wasn't part of it. Cause that guy's going down as a pedophile. Like, yeah, that, that's so <laughs> right. Like, that ship is safe. <laughs> right. You're never, you're never bringing that back. Not, no. not, not, not at all. Too well planned. Although I did like, I, I was wondering, I asked myself about the evidence from the jail cell because I was just like, let's see the obsession yeah. he has for Denzel Washington. Um, here's one you'll love, bro. And this is so, uh, this is so me like finding this. So when they go to just like whatever that kink bar is, like uh, Lit yes. Gow and his sidekick, and uh, our annoying like sidekick Yippy Puppy. Which way did he go, George? Which way did he, like whoever like this kid is? He asks for two double whiskeys and holds up two shot glasses. Yes, shot glasses. You can only fit a single shot. That's why they're called shot glasses. So he's just like, has this guy never had a drink before? He holds up a single shot glass and asks for a double whiskey. Yeah, you can't fit a fucking double whiskey in a single shot glass. Not Pro possible. Deserve to die on the tower. I said it. I exactly. Said it. Exactly. He he was quite annoying. He had to go. He had to go right there. There were some other reasons why he probably could have gone earlier, but yes, that's that's the main reason right there. Is uh, I didn't even I did not catch that. I'm glad I do remember that now because it was a bizarre. I just can't believe like the director on set, like I don't the script supervisor, like give me like the hair assistant to be like, uh, one second. Yeah, right, right. Either needs to say, just can we get two whiskeys? Or he needs to grab an actual rock glass and just be like, let's get a couple of double whiskeys. And it's weird that there's, I mean, shot glasses just aren't just left akimbo on the bar, right? It's it's not exactly. You can't grab them. It would be like if you walked up with one of those little single like uh, sandwich Tupperware pieces and you're just right, like, right. hey, Brandon, can you load that full pepperoni pizza in here real fast? I just be like, I don't, that's not, 
how fucking spatial <laughs> relations work. Right, exactly. I cannot fit that all in there. Right, exactly. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Off me chest. That was pretty good. Can we also talk about of course. the gladiator-style fight in the prison between the yeah. Aryan Brotherhood and Blake? Where are they getting these sharpened pieces of rebar? And then I do love that they're all like, you know, they're all like duct taped up with like uh, yellow pages and other things like that as, yeah. as their thing. Someone's got to break this up, right? Like you can't grease enough palms in this prison to have like a full on gladiator style fight in the middle of it, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I did like it because it's something I hadn't seen in another movie. So I was like, oh, this has a little bit of a tango and cash. We're yes. like in the bowels of the prison and just kind of like doing our thing because we have like whatever, whatever like like SS brother or whatever that's just gonna fucking let us out of our cells and go down and figure exactly how this is gonna work. But is uh is it so he stabs Jesse the body Ventura, yes. right? That's that's her former governor. Yeah, exactly. Is Litgow like is he scary enough for this role? I know you enjoy him. Is he like intimidated enough? And maybe it's just because of like seven seasons of Third Rock from the Sun, or however long that was. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's my plot. That's cloudy, yeah, that's, that's clouding your vision. Just <laughs> like his cloudy eye, yeah. Too too many episodes of that. That's probably what it is. But still, like there is just um, I could have used somebody like a little bit. I need like a John Malkovich that has a crazy like just kind of yes. crazy look to him. I could have used a little Gary Busey back when you know you could mm-hmm. get him underwritten. Yeah. for insurance wise on set i don't think that's right. so much case anymore yeah even like a mickey mickey rourke or something like that yeah somebody yeah. so you need in these classic 90s this is where lithgow kind of like it was a little bit weird because you, you would put him in the archetype of like brilliant mastermind that's right? what it was you're, that's what it is you're totally right because it's muddled right like yeah. he's trying to be like half like just street warrior yeah and half like yeah just give me like give me just that mind that's always thinking like just the crazy guy that's just kind of like orchestrating and like pulling the puppet strings yes that's what you need versus like or like you know terminator arnold you need like the brooding like this guy will just walk through walls and destroy anything like but i can't have i can't have you strapped up gladiator style killing a fucking aryan brother and then cut to pulling this intricate plan to you know to besmirch our great nick styles yeah, got to pick a lane. Pick That's a lane. Yeah. Um, our brother, you want to jump into favorite quiz outs? Yes. Do, well, do you? Wasn't know? I? I was supposed to guess your favorite yes. quote, right? The one All that right. has stuck with me since 1991. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm. I have. I have. Um, I have five here. Okay. So. Uh, I'm sure I'm almost certain one of them is it is okay. That's what I want you to add. Almost certain. Let me go through these and let me know if one of them's here. Uh, and most of these are gross by the way, yes, yes. 1,000%. Um, <laughs> yes. Hope you remember to floss. Um, and the response from Blake is, I did with your wife's pubic hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so they pull up a car on um, our boy Denzel when we first, when Blake first reveals that he's out of prison and still alive. Yes. And the sidekick says, "Yes, this is a great I, one too. I love this one. Not I the one, he, but I, I bet he shit his pants. I can't wait, wait to, to look. look. Yeah, <laughs> fucking fantastic. It's like they were just like we have to make these guys seem fucking crazy, and it's just like you kind of made them just seem like fourth graders. Like this is just kind of this is disgusting. This isn't crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, 
This is I see uh, we're with the district attorney club. We're here to help the assistant DA. So don't make me club you. I mean, that's a little like Dr. Susie. We're trying to like just yep. pun it around. Um, and then, oh, the how the movie ends. You got the point now, don't you, Blake? Which is just straight early 90s pun when the just the squire sitting through his chest. Did I? Yeah. It's not on my list. No, no, it is. It is. You oh, said okay. it. It's the very first one out of the gate. Oh, it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's stuck with me. It is fucking <laughs> insane. And it's like a, a, a young MA just sitting there going like, first off going like, well, how does he get his white pubic hair? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then it's like, is floss, is that really the best way to floss? Uh, no, obviously not. No. There's a lot of, for how much ass this guy kicks, like a lot of just like quote-unquote quotable lines i thought they were like the script writers thought they were cute on this one there's a lot of just like i'm gonna throw this in there and it's just like well and they're even in the very their very first styles and and blake's interaction when they're at the san Gennaro fest and the the chick comes running out of the bathroom and then he puts a sawed off shotgun underneath her chin Mm -hmm. right and then he goes he goes uh he goes they're gonna she's gonna need a paper bag or her boyfriend's gonna need a paper bag to cover her head to fuck what's like what's left of her or something like that yeah. i was like yeah oh that's bizarre blake okay that's yeah, fucking i know weird. like all of them are just like a little off he's like speaking of pretty ladies why don't you say i'm just like all right yeah 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 exactly also too nick styles is totally obsessed with his dick there there or the movie is because there's like when Styles strips down he goes now the only he said something like the only weapon i have left you know only works with like a pretty girl and speaking of pretty girls why don't you let her go it's like all right dude like i get it you got a fucking you know you got a fucking piece on you and then his wife after he uh finds out or after she finds out that she had sex and he goes he goes i fought with every inch she goes well i can think of several inches that weren't fighting or putting up a fight i was like all right all right all right uh but yeah i i just love that that line (laughs) I flossed with your wife's pubic hair because it was so <laughs> clinical and yeah. so aggressive all in like one off line. Like the guy, the guy, the, the guard wasn't even being that big of a dick. It's like, Hey, I hope you floss. You know, it was like, I did yeah. with your wife's pubic hair. Yeah. It's just like, all right, it's over, over the line, over even the line. Like, um, yeah, I think, I think the lesson to be learned in this movie is make sure if you shoot a psychopath while you're in your boxers in the middle of a carnival, yes, fucking don't leave those loose ends hanging around. You got to no, no, finish, no. finish the job. Don't take him out in his knee. Not his knee. Don't shoot behind the back. You have foresight enough to pack a gun in your jock strap with this yeah. little pocket you made, which means you're running around all day in that jock strap, hoping like something goes down. Yeah, hoping that I just have to strip down in order for this to happen. God, he got those clothes off fast. Um, all right, brother, should we air horn it? Anything else you want to pop off about? Uh, oh, sh- well, there was uh, – oh, the, the the other line that I have that I really enjoyed that I forgot about was when um, – Oh, yeah, I didn't get your Blake, quotes. Blake was – no, no, all of them. You hit all of them. They're, they're the, the, the best quotes <laughs> of the movie. Uh, when Blake is at his appeals or his uh, parole hearing, and he says, you know, that – you know when they ask him what's the, what do you want to do if you get out and he goes well first thing is i'm gonna to go to your house and the parole got board guy goes oh probably to thank me and i was like oh wow look out yeah, that's know, not how this is gonna go you, down he you goes do not know this guy's style at all i want to do goes, your homework bro yeah he goes and then he goes no to go uh, to your house and fuck your wife and your and your daughter and maybe even your dog and i was like what <laughs> wild you're do- like wild your dog is just kind of like one more 
thing that they add. It's just like they always take it like one step too far, like shit his pants, like hopefully check. There's just like this little line that's out of the end. It's just like, all right, he's crazy. We get it. Um, I do want to rank the air horns. I did uh, last toughest spot, Phil, and then we can get out of this. Oh, okay. What wouldn't Blake kill one of the daughters? Like, no one knows he existed. Like, every time we've seen this guy run into yeah. people, like, when he got out of the prison, there's a bunch of people that were killed that didn't need to get killed. Like, he killed the body of Ventura. Like, and he's just, like, he's a straight-up murderer. I don't know why he doesn't murder one, just one of the daughters to send a lesson. Is this, like, too mainstream movie to see that? Like, way too over the top? Or does it affect his – does it kind of maybe fuck up his plan? Yeah, Um I think it was more the mental torture. I mean, I don't want to get into this because, yeah, yeah, I think you're, I think maybe not. Um, I think kidnapping them, maybe not murdering them, but definitely yeah. like kidnapping one yeah, or I both do. of them, you know, after he drugs the uh, the nanny, uh, which is that also great, like slipping drugs into the like a random pill just like knocks them out. Oh, man, I had that on my list, too. Yeah, like the random pills. And it's just like the, the nanny excited that they're just singing this birthday song together. I was just like, what? Yes. He's like an electrician. He works for like Department of Water and Power. It's just like, yeah, thanks for coming over. We're not going to sit and eat cake with you, sir. Do you mind like getting these lights fixed? How how quick does Blake have to get through to being like, I'm with Department of Water and Power and now it's my birthday to then, oh, well, we just have a little like, you know, fudgy brownie here for you to like put three candles in and we can all blow it out together as a family and it's like, bizarre like happy like heartwarming thing you know what i mean it's yeah. weird yeah these are young kids too and nobody with like two different colored eyeballs are good with kids this is just for sure for sure for sure all right let's air horn this motherfucker off uh all right brother you ready uh ready. we're doing five all right i'll give it a three i give it two that's all i i'm giving it three because it's it like i said anything that could that could make me remember it verbatim for 30 plus years it's fucking <laughs> three stars you have to you do have to hats off that um all right neapolitan showdown bring us to the jam so let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye there ain't no good guy there ain't no bad guy there's only you and me and we just disagree we're doing top celebrity chefs yes sir let's get into this one on my concert right now on the outside looking in i did have guy fieri do you remember that hilarious joke i was going to say about guy fieri a couple pods ago and i couldn't remember his name and it destroyed the joke yes i did it's part maybe that's why it settled in the recesses of my mind to pull this up as as a nia this week but uh but it, you were hilarious you're hilarious either way. It doesn't matter. The joke, the joke still landed. Yeah, yeah. But Guy Fieri is on the outside looking in. Um, I will also have Salt Bay. Remember Salt Bay? This guy who does the salt on it. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Okay, all right. Well, that's fine. That's that's. Uh, he's, funny he's the outside told, looking. You told me what his name was, and I immediately knew his shtick. If that counts, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, Salt yeah. Bay. I bet he fucking dribbles on seasoning from an exaggerated height. That's my guess rolled salt bay <laughs> he does he does a lot of weird knife work on instagram and he does a lot of these things i think he's in dubai which is like there's a there's a couple of c c uh czn barack is also in dubai there's a big market for like celebrity chefs in dubai by the way just fyi 
All right. Look at that. A little scouting report. That's right. I go deep, my friends. Um, I'd go back to one of the OGs of the Chef Celebrity game. I'm going a little bam. Emerald Lagasse. Ooh. Gotta go Emerald. Gotta get Emerald on your list. Very good. I went OOG on my number three. I went with Julia Child. Oh, wow. The the original celebrity chef come up there on the TV show. Um, She had all of the, uh, you know, all of the uh, pop culture references. Um, what you, what you call it? Uh, Meryl Streep played her in that movie, and then Dan Aykroyd on that. Julia to Julia, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Dan Aykroyd and and Saturday Night Live. Uh, so yeah, she's going OG. Uh, good pull, bro. Um, all right, I'll go. Let's see, old Legacy hasn't been relevant since around 1997. Gonna give myself 97 points. Uh, Julia Childs, I think. She, she whipped up, I don't know, edition 1956. I don't know how old. There we go. 56 <laughs> points. There you go. There you go. That's, what, Beautiful. that's I love it. what you're getting. That's what I'm getting. Perfect. Uh, all right. Then I popped over to one. We wouldn't count like Ron Popeil. He's not a celebrity chef, right? No, 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 no. I, I definitely like even your, your, like your, your Rachel Ray's and stuff like that. Like I, I was looking like people that were really sure um you know really like chefs in their early more run. chef and a little less set it and forget it yeah exactly for sure for sure there. who said uh, I'll, I'll, what's that yeah set it and forget it who was that was that papil that was ron papil yeah exactly okay. ron, ron papil was more like a Info. um, infomercial guy he was like i thought it was only food though he always showed up for like the early version of the magic bullet before that was everywhere like got his rotisserie on always had like that house party like that in-studio house party where yeah, people baby. came over and like knocked on screen doors and shit. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Characters. Wow. That was great. Um, my number two, you you already talked about him, Emeril Lagasse. I have oh, nice. Bam, kick it up a notch. Uh, also won James Beard Award too. So, you know, he's a good chef for his Creole and Southern style cooking. Well, yeah, you dropped in a little extra fun fact. Um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the 97 because that's his value, his street value on this podcast. But go, I'm going to throw an extra 100 points in there. Bring in, you brought a little bit more facts. Brought Thanks, a little bro. research to it. You're welcome. Uh, all right. I'm going with, um, you know, you kind of want to say one of the creators of the actual food travel genre, the godfather of it. Uh, I'm going with the late Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Kitchen Confidential. I just kind of put, he he kind of created the idea that you didn't have to be uh like just brought being a chef into pop culture like you didn't need to be a cook to like get into cooking like you could have this curiosity of just like how the back of a kitchen works and all that shit so i think uh and then you know parts unknown and all those cnn series i think brought you know the the zaniness of the cooking travel series or we're in the studio kitchen to actual like this like legit documentary level of we care about this food and this is interesting and see how it ties with people all that stuff yeah Bourdain's really good he really had like a romantic perspective on food and culture and like the travel scene because I love when he would go to like Thailand right and go to like these exotic places and you're like man fuck that'd be how do you even find this stuff and so he was he he really kind of ushered in like a a foodie perspective I would say with all those tv shows yeah good call very good call um give me 200 points for that there we yeah, go. Baby. Bam. I think, bam. I think we might have uh, um, 
probably the same number one then, I think. Oh, do we? I think we might. Oh. Um, I'll take a swing. I'll take a swing. I'll, okay, I'm gonna, I, I will say it's your number one. All right, I'm going to guess. And let's see if it's my number one. I'm officially guessing. I'm doing the, what do we call it? When you like risk 100 points and shit? Like the, I think we had a name for it. It's our podcast. I don't know. If you guys remember, email us. Or if you find pizza flavored corn nuts. Pepperoni. pepperoni. I'm going with Gordon Ramsay as my number one. Boom, you got it. Yeah. Is that your number one? Yeah. Yeah, it is. You can't, you can't not have Gordon Ramsay. I tried to find a way to put somebody else up there, but no, mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay's the fucking apex predator of celebrity chefs. Yeah. So he's not, he's not just personality, right? He's not like, Oh, this is like the old 96 or let's see if I can eat this entire steak in one city. Like he's not doing any of that stuff. He's legit in his craft. When you yeah. watch it, like, and these shows do like when he does the, whatever, like, kitchen nightmares or whatever there is a nice arc to him that he kind of just he kind of gives a shit and he's yeah. not and he's got like you know that just kind of that attitude also not afraid to like burn you pretty good burns and even when they're not like clever like they still leave a burn there so yeah he's pretty funny he's super aggressive um and he's a really good chef i didn't realize 16 michelin stars in his career which is that's the the highest of uh you know um rankings a a, a restaurant can get as a michelin star um mm-hmm. He ooh, this is where I was. This is where I was going. Where I was like, I know this will be Brandana's number one. He was a chef consultant on the little-known movie Burnt, starring one Bradley Cooper. Have you seen Burnt, my friend? I have seen Burnt. I like. Burnt. I like Burnt. Burnt opens up like he has to. What he has to shuck? Is it a million? He has to shuck a million oysters before like he'll allow himself forgiven from however he blew up. Burnt's a really good, really good act. Yeah, I do. Yeah, a million I, sounds high, but I think it's a million. It's something. Yeah, it's something. It's something insane, right? He, it's his penance for fucking up so bad. He's this like you know bad boy chef. It's fucking yeah. great. It's it's really good. The the egg. I never forget. He cooked eggs in this. I'm pretty sure it's this one. It was like so fucking. It was like ostrich eggs. It was like bright orange. I was like, I've never seen eggs look like that before. It's yeah, yeah, just give me the regular chicken eggs or donuts. <laughs> um, all right, brother, for bringing up burnt, which we should we should dance around that for a little a little date night. Uh, we're gonna give the victory to most awesome. Ooh, thank you. So, what about this? Uh, what about this little dish? Like you just get like a nice plate, nice and hot, and you just kind of set it there, and then you go to the cupboard and pour some pepperoni corn nuts on it. <laughs> this sounds fantastic. Sorry, about oh. plate. I'll take I'll take the napkin and like wipe the edges like they always do. You know what I mean? Just like get a right. corn nut dust on it. <laughs> Episode one fifty five, guys. Um, we are we're super close to firing up Mab League. So, um, yes, if you guys yes. haven't heard the entire rules, we've been kind of dropping them each time. But I mean, it's gonna it's gonna happen this month. I think most awesome, and I just have to connect when everyone's avail is. But enough sports are down for that actually to pop back up. So season two, um, just shoot us an email, guys. Run it out of time. Um, it's over hundred players. We're doing coaching styles we're doing a little bit of regular season we'll be playing some of the games on twitch we'll be announcing some of the games asking anybody that was in it uh and they just had an absolute fucking blast so want to get you guys involved for that uh it'll be a total of eight teams and i think we have uh three to four slots left mvp of the week i'm gonna throw mine to drunk tom brady that's right a boy out there doing all sorts of things having his boy and you can tell what a boy gronk is because gronk's like gronk was like we got to get him away from all these fucking camera phones and just like keeps brady moving and it's just like 
if you have a boy that drinks like whatever on the amateur nights, just once or twice a year, or only once when he wins a Super Bowl, kind of that look out a little bit. He's throwing Super Bowl trophies off of boats. He's uh, man's everywhere, but uh, having so- a good time, enjoying themselves as he should have been. Yeah, it was great. I'm I'm gonna go with him as well too. I was struggling this week, but I forgot the, the classic moments being ushered out of. Uh, <laughs> You know, out of out of the harm's way, photography wise, and then hucking that Super Bowl trophy. I know the the lady whose daughter of the you know she had little took a little umbrage to throwing the trophy, but it didn't land in the water. What are you getting all fucking bent out of shape about? Relax, relax, relax. Is that the one that like whatever his name was like just whittled out of one solid just like cylinder of steel? Like no, it's replica. Make up plenty, even if it ended up in the bottom of whatever bay that was. I guess episode 155. Thanks for listening. Shoot us an email. Badly season two. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Audience, we didn't fuck up this Nia with our pod fear map. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.